It's Friday. August has drawn to a close. Call it the dog days of summer, if you will. Welcome to another edition of Feedstuff's Precision Pork, sponsored by Cargill. I'm your host, Andy Vance. Thanks for joining us to discuss the information you need to build a more profitable pork system. I'm here with Mark Hulsebus, Pork Commercial Director at Cargill. Mark, I, I mentioned the dog days of summer, and you and I are going to talk about a couple major storylines in this month's edition. Let's start with that one. What's life like out there across the Corn Belt as you're walking fields in Iowa and elsewhere in your travels? Thanks, Andy, and, and glad to be here again. Uh, I, I, I look forward to this, and it's always a good time. Uh, I think a couple of headline stories. One, one you just you just mentioned, and and that is uh, what what does it feel like here? coming on to the end of the growing season we certainly have pockets around the midwest that are looking really really good and i would say even up to to two weeks ago you could stretch it and say that that things looked incredibly good right on the order of 250 bushel corn here in iowa and uh you know 70 bushel beans but the uh the reality of the situation is that showers especially across the southern half to third of the state uh, and into Missouri, right, and uh, elsewhere, has it has been really, really dry for the second half of the summer at least, and so you're you're devolving into a situation here where we're we're going quickly from pretty darn good to pretty questionable in terms of a of an overall uh, crop yield story, um, and. You know where that ends up. We'll know. We'll know shortly. Uh, I know that in southeast Iowa, there's combines that are probably going to be rolling on next Monday on Labor Day itself. At least that's what I've been told by those those particular producers who run quite a few thousand acres. And so we're ready. We're on top of it. We're going to know soon what it looks like, but it doesn't feel great right now. And you know, one of those things where. Gosh, uh, you you said it a minute ago. How fast things can change. It felt like things were going really well through pollination, but you just wonder. You go out, out through the field and start pulling husks back. Uh, how much tip back die off, et cetera? We saw as things turned so dry uh, in critical part of the the growing season. Yeah, again, I think that's the that's the one of the two headline stories this this particular uh, visit that we're having. The other headline story that I want to make sure we we hit on the front end of our call here is, um, you know, that that is part and parcel to the second issue, which is again like we've been saying for for months: manage your pork system to a profit per head. Right? We have uh, for those of us. Uh, that, that see the pig flash forward profit curve uh, every week on our weekly email, that thing has swung from 12 bars uh, into the future, 12 months into the future of profit, green ink, to a situation now largely driven by lean hog futures, where we're looking at six months right in front of us of, of very, very red ink. And, and so it just goes to show how quickly things can change. And it's never just one leg of the hog crush, right? It is, it, it can be multiple things moving the wrong way at the same time, which is kind of what we've had happen here in the last 30 days. Well, and that, I mean, that piece of the story and you referenced the uh, pig flash and we, we continue to uh, encourage folks if they haven't done so to subscribe to the Cargill pig flash e-newsletter that uh, on a week by week basis is helping you track this forward profitability curve. 
you and I last month were seeing, as you put it, 12 months straight of, of profitability and where, where you might be uh, able to, to put together a pretty decent profit, even through what you would have a seasonally expected to be the thinnest months of the year. The thing I was noticing in this week's edition, you know, if you were looking at hogs placed back in, in mid April, you know, your break even was up something like $96, that same break even price today is below 28. I, I made a huge reversal in, in fortunes there into what your break even price uh, looks like when you're marketing these hogs. You mentioned the lean hog uh, piece of this. Let's start there. What are you seeing happen? I know we've been concerned as to how high meat prices would, would allow consumers to uh, continue to demand pork. Is that story starting to play out in the marketplace? I'm a little hesitant to say that 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 that's what's going on, Andy. I, certainly, I think there are uh, several tentacles to what's happening with the the forward profit curve right now, as it relates to lean hogs. I I do think that um, we've got a and and I know that not everybody agrees with me on this, and I think that's just fine, right? Uh, I know that uh, we've got a portion of the industry that is worried about demand. Uh, I think a lot of that worry is, is directly in the camp of the producers. Um, and, and maybe it's more so what does the next six months of demand look like versus what it is today, right? Um, today, I think everybody can say demand has been pretty robust. Uh, is that because we're in the middle of summer and, and grilling season across all protein species? I, I don't know. I, I can't answer that exactly, but I think from a very short term perspective, it's been pretty decent. Uh, I do think we're starting to see questions about, is that going to be sustainable over the course of the next six to 12 months? Certainly inflation is the story that we talked about the last time we were together uh, I, I won't tell you that that has started to take a bite out of people's purchasing habits, but I know for certain that it's on people's minds. Yeah, I think that's the great way to put it. It's definitely something that people are talking about, are cognizant of, are concerned about. Now, to me as a customer walking through the retail case, I still see pork as a relative bargain, particularly when you look at the, the price of chicken. That said, the price of everything's higher than it was a year ago. No question about that. So people are just maybe being a bit more thoughtful. When you look at the inflationary uh, repercussions, let's say across the entire pork value chain, we could be talking, you know, going through feed costs uh, all the way through to constructing facilities and so on. What what are your thoughts on the ripple effect we're going to see continuing here over the next twelve months? We've just been talking about how how quickly. Uh, the profitability for pork marketings has changed on a month-to-month basis, just really all summer long, where we've gone back and forth between, hey, here's three or four months where we know we're going to be in the red. Wait a minute. There's opportunity to make profits here. Wait a minute. Now we're back uh, a month later where we've we've got some red ink to to contend with again. What, what do you see as the inflationary aspects of this and the repercussions over that next uh, 12 to 18 months? Well, I think... Uh... Uh, for, for many people that are likely listening to us today, the, the, the phrase history may not repeat, but it sure as heck rhymes probably rings a bell for, for many of the folks that, that have been in the industry for 25 or 30 or 35 years. Um, 
if you look back to the the 70s and early 80s uh one would very easily get to the conclusion that we have as much inflation ahead of us as we have behind us right uh now that ebbs and flows in it and it has uh, peaks and valleys as the as the curve continues to climb but if you you dig around right and, and i'm gonna have my dates wrong here andy they're not gonna be exact but you go back into this mid 70s and early 80s and you know about this time uh in the mid 70s people were starting to say yeah the worst of this is behind us if you actually dig into the data uh inflation did not peak until the fall of 1980 in in that kind of a time frame right and so you could easily look at the similar this situation and and say to yourself we got several years of pretty rough going in front of us here. What that does to long-term meat demand, I don't know that I have an answer for. Somebody that's smarter than me is probably going to have to help you and I answer that question. But I don't feel one bit um, bad about saying we got some heavy sledding in front of us as a nation as it relates to inflation. I'm also wondering what this does to the overall inventory supply situation. You know, if I'm thinking about uh, expanding my operation or not, if I'm thinking about building some new barns or not, if I'm thinking about upgrading, expanding, retrofitting, whatever I might be looking at doing, uh, I'm I'm probably having some real frank discussions with myself about what the cost of any of that kind of work looks like now it might be better now than it was six months ago. Some prices for materials is, uh, you know, has, uh, have, have moderated somewhat, but we're still talking about prices and of course, interest rate risk as well that are part of the discussion. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good way to put it. But, but let just, let, let me start by saying, I think the answer to that question depends on if you actually own the pigs or if you are, involved in the industry in a different way, such as a contract grower, right? So if you happen to be in a situation where you can, and in fact do need a manure credit from the production of pork, I don't know that anything we've got going right now is really slowing you down, right? When you're looking at uh, elevated uh, corn and soybean meal prices, uh, you're looking for every way possible to to expand that margin on that side of your business. And certainly livestock effluent uh, is a great way to do that. If you're the guy or gal that owns the pigs, though, and I think this is what we see in the industry today, you're putting a really, really sharp pencil on this this discussion and you're sharpening it multiple times right now. We do not see a lot of growth in the industry right now, if any. Uh, from a from a sow perspective, if if anything, I would say we continue to expect uh, some some uh, slight downward revisions in in terms of total sow inventory. Um, there's a lot of reasons for that, right? PERS and PED, you know, would be at the top of the list. Labor is at the top of the list. Inflation is is right there uh, as well, and so. Yes, you might be making money over the course of a 12-month period, but there is enough risk in the marketplace right now to make you think twice if you're the if you're the entity that owns the hogs. Let's finish up our conversation with this because as as I mentioned at the top of the program, 
the whole purpose of our conversation each month is to provide the information that producers need to build a more profitable pork system. Where are the opportunities here in in the month ahead? So between now and the the next time that we have this conversation, what are the opportunities you would recommend producers and the other influencers listening to this to think about taking advantage of? I think for me, it's always pretty straightforward, Andy. And for, first and foremost is know your revenue, right? Re- revenue uh, it accounts for most of the variability in profit, uh, at least from the the, uh, the 25 years in the industry, 30 years in the industry that I have. Uh, you, you've got to have the revenue side right uh, and, and then go to work on your costs. And, and, and I do think it's important that you do it in that order. Um, we can be really, really focused on costs, but we can cut off our nose to spite our face in that process. And so starting with revenue, um, understand what that looks like for the next 12 months, because it is going to be volatile, right? And, and that may be the, the, the theme here that, that I'd leave people with, whether you're looking at revenue or you're, you're, you're flipping down, you've got that under control and you're flipping down to look at costs know that that is going to change uh, in the environment that we're in know that that is going to change from month to month week to week even day to day right i mean we're seeing as everybody on this this call knows we're seeing corn uh flip-flop 20 30 40 cents a day depending on you know what the news in the marketplace are beans are moving 40 50 60 cents a day uh lean hogs easily moving two two and a half dollars a hundred weight a day so understand that you have got to keep your eyes on this on a much, probably a much more frequent basis than, than most of us have for a number of years. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Mark Holsebus, Commercial Director at Cargill. Uh, friends, if you have questions about today's podcast, the markets in general, or any of the topics we discussed, reach out to Mark. You can click on the Ask Mark link in the show notes of this episode of Feedstuffs Precision Pork. I would also encourage you there to click on the link to sign up for the Pig Flash e-newsletter. Great opportunity for you to get an update each week on what marketings look like, your potential profitability, and those forward profit curves we reference each month on this podcast. Until next time, on behalf of Feedstuffs and Cargill, I'm Andy Vance, wishing you a profitable September.